to our hearts. Matthew chapter number 15 this morning. Matthew chapter number 15. I would invite you one last time to stand with me out of respect for the Word of God if you're physically able to. Matthew chapter number 15. And starting in verse number 21 is where we're going to start reading this morning. Matthew chapter number 15 and verse number 21. Bible says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from from their master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I was thinking about this passage of scripture, this woman who comes to Jesus. And wow, it seems like he's very harsh with her. But she comes in faith anyway, and she gets the victory through it. And I'm going to preach a message to you this morning entitled, Faith That Wins. Faith That Wins. Let's pray, Lord, we love you. Thank you for the day that you've given to us. Thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord, to be in this uh, place this morning. Lord, as we gather together, uh, Lord, to worship you. Lord, we claim your promise that your word will not return void. Lord, I ask you to bind Satan and the devils of hell from this building. May they not be allowed to interfere with anybody's life today. Holy Spirit of God, we ask you please to be uh, tugging at our hearts this morning because all is vain unless your spirit comes down. Lord, we ask you please to uh, be highly lifted up today that others may see you, not see us. And Lord, our desire is to see souls saved. If there's any here that do not, see, that do not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray they'll trust you this morning. Lord, if there's some on the fence deciding whether they're going to go the world's way or your way, God, I pray that you'll allow them to choose your way today. Lord, that you'll give them the boldness to choose your way. Be with those who could not be here today because of sickness. Lord, I pray that you'll touch them. Some working and uh, having to rest because of that and things of uh, that nature as well. I pray that you'll just uh, give them the rest they need. And I just pray that you'll continue to work in their schedule, bring them back to us soon and uh, Lord, we just thank you for the visitors that are here. I pray that you give them a special blessing. And Lord, we ask you please to allow your word to penetrate hearts as it does. That you'll uh, just, Lord, hide me behind the cross. Fill me with your spirit. Cleanse my heart of sin. Lord, help me not to be in the flesh up here today. But Lord, that I'll be walking in your spirit. Lord, that's what we need. And we just thank you and praise you for all that you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. In this brief story uh, or account in scripture that we get, we get a graphic picture of a faith that wins. Somebody who would have had every excuse to throw in the towel, would have had every excuse just to turn away and be upset uh, and quit talking to the Lord. We find somebody in this incident that instead of running away from God through the hard time, they run closer to God in the hard time. When it seemed like God wasn't listening, they still petitioned him. When it seemed as if there was no answer or no help in sight, they still talked to the Lord. And I want to encourage us to have some things in our life that we see 
in this passage of Scripture. We've been talking about since January started, uh, our theme is faith that moves mountains. And I believe that we can see mountains moved in our city. We can see mountains moved across our uh, country. And when we hear that, we actually think of literal mountains picking up and moving. But you know what? I believe what he's trying to give to us in this whole idea is there's mountains that we face, spiritual mountains that we come in contact with in our life. There's areas in our life that we feel like there's no way uh, that we can get beyond it. But God says, we have enough faith. Guess what? We'll make it through that valley. We'll make it uh, on the other side of that mountain. And I believe we need to have a faith and a faith that wins. We, we're good at failure because we give up. We give up. You understand you can't fail if you keep trying. You say, what are you talking about? If you stumble and fall, yeah, you might have tripped up, but you did not fail until you quit trying. I was thinking about as I was going through this about winning, I thought about Abraham Lincoln. Uh, most of you know Abraham Lincoln. If you actually studied the history of Abraham Lincoln, you know how many times he was defeated over and over and over again. I mean, he went bankrupt, lost in business. He lost in many races as far as Senate races and all these things. Went through all of this and the very last thing, he, he had lo- lost to all this, the last thing he got voted in as president because he just didn't quit. He kept going forward, and he kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. You say, yeah, then he got shot. Oh, my goodness, what's going on with that? But the fact is he never quit. He kept going, and he got it. And I got to thinking about the reason that we have so much failure in our churches today is because we just quit trying. We just quit going on. And I'm going to go through this passage a little bit and talk about it in this passage of Scripture. But there's four facts concerning a faith that really wins in this and how we need to just have these same attributes that this woman had. And let's go back to verse 21 and look what it says. It says, Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Her spiritual perception through all of this came by realizing who Jesus was. She had a visualizing faith. That's the first step in a faith that wins, is you got to realize who it is that we're going to. See, she didn't just see Jesus as another man as she was coming through, and he comes through this area of Tyre and Sidon, and he's coming. This woman of Canaan comes up to him, and she says in this passage of Scripture, she didn't just say, hey, sir, excuse me, do you know where I can get some help? She didn't say, sir, can you point me to the right direction? Here's what she said. She had this visualizing face. She saw in this spiritual mindset of who it was that could help her. And look what it says. And she said, O Lord, thou son of David... My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. So she calls him Lord. She comes to him and she says, O Lord, thou son of David. She wasn't uh, wondering who it was she's talking to. She wasn't vague in who she was trying to get help from. She went directly to the source that could help her with her problem. See, the problem that we all have, the reason we fail in our faith a lot of time instead of win is because we turn to Facebook and we turn to friends and we turn to all this before we turn to God. She realized that the only way that she was going to find help in this situation was to go to God. You know, there's often times I have people come to me and they say, Pastor, I need some help. And I say, well, praise the Lord, let's go to the Bible and find out what God has to say about it. And they say, yeah, but I've already been there. And you're like, well, that's good that you've been there. Did you actually apply what it said? No. Well, that just has, that, that, that doesn't work for me. 
let's go this direction. Listen, God's word works for everybody. It's not limited to certain people. If you follow God's word, now hold on a second. You say, well, I called out to him and he didn't listen. Look what happens here. But he answered her, not a word. She comes to him and she says, Lord, thou son of David, my daughter's grievously vexed with a devil. And he didn't say a word. He didn't say anything. But she had this visualizing faith. Her spiritual perception enabled her to know who Jesus was. He was revealed to the eyes of her faith. She didn't just look on him as another man. She looked at him as the source to the problem. She looked at her. She said, listen, this is where I can go. He is the actual source that can fix this issue. He's the one, the only one I can go to that can help my daughter in this situation. She was unlearned in the religion of Israel, but yet she addressed Jesus as, O Lord, thou son of David. There wasn't any uh, discrepancy in her mind of who it was she's talking to. The fact is, when we go to the Lord and we need God to answer us, we need to go to him specifically on who he is. I think oftentimes we just get very vague in our conversations with God. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this as we go down through it. But her eyes were opened in her spiritual faith. You understand, if you're going to get saved, your eyes got to be open to who Jesus is. You got to understand that the only way you can go to heaven is by what Jesus Christ did. You got to have a visualizing faith. You've got to visualize who it was, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world that was born in that manger, who came to seek and to save that which was lost, who had God blood in his veins, not man's blood in his veins, was able to live a sinless life on this earth, who died, he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. And the only way that you can go to heaven is when your spiritual eyes are open to the fact that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, that your sin is sending you to hell without God. But by, by faith in the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ in the finished work his death burial and resurrection from the dead you exercise faith in that finished work and then he says you'll be saved if you believe on what he did listen you guys your eyes got to be open to the fact we got to come to the realization first off that we have a need see this lady realized her daughter had a need she realized that there was a problem and it was a devilish problem it was a problem that the devil, it said that my daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. She realized that there's nothing she could do to help her, but only God, only the Lord could. But she had this visualizing faith and understanding who it was. Her spiritual eyes were open at the one she was going to. And when we go to the Lord in prayer, listen, understand we're not going to some statue that's dead. We're going to a a God who's alive forevermore, who conquered death, hell, and the grave. And up from the grave he arose, and he conquered death and hell, and he offered life to everyone who will receive it. And if we, by faith, have received Jesus Christ our Savior, you understand we're walking in the eternal life with Christ. We have a resurrected Savior who's alive and well today, and he wants us to call upon him. He wants us to come to him, but we just have to open our eyes to the fact today that it's not some statue, it's not some friend, it's not some money in your bank account, it's nothing like that that's going to solve your problem it's only christ and him alone and this woman understood that she had a visualizing faith her eyes were open and she understood who it was that she that she needed help with but not only did she have a visualizing faith that helped her to have a faith that wins she had a vicarious faith you say what's a vicarious faith the word vicarious means to take another's place to take another's place 
You say, what do you mean by that? In this, this mother came to Jesus not for herself. She came for her daughter. She was taking the place of her daughter. She understood that her daughter could not come. She understood that her daughter was vexed with the devil. She was not able to come for herself. But she was vexed with this devil and she, was, she felt responsible to come and pray to the Lord and worship the Lord and ask the Lord to help her daughter. She came on somebody else's behalf. You know, we're very good at going to the Lord for the things we need. But if you want to have a faith that wins, you need to understand we got to go to the Lord for other people sometimes. we got to go to the Lord on other people's behalf. That's why we have our prayer bulletins, we ask prayer requests, things like that. Listen, it's very important for us to go to the Lord on other people's behalf. This woman came to the Lord because she realized her daughter had a need. You know, we're responsible for those who are morally diseased and dead in their trespasses and sins. We're responsible to go to the Lord for them. You know, those that are lost and on their way to hell, you and I as children of God, if you're saved in this room today, we have a moral and a spiritual obligation to go to the Lord on their behalf. To ask God to uh, work in their life and so help them of the situation. Because you understand when they're not saved and they've never trusted Christ their Savior, they're of their father, the devil. You understand they're vexed with the devil. The devil's controlling them and they they walk in the flesh and it's very important for us to go to the Lord on their behalf now listen when they get saved they still have a flesh nature and people can wander away from God and we have that spiritual obligation to go to the Lord on their behalf and she came to the Lord this mother took her daughter's place before the Lord in prayer she came down she understood that her daughter wasn't going to come and do it so she hit her knees before the Lord She worshipped him, it says, and we're going to get to that here in a minute, but she comes to him and she says, Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. Most of us at that time would have said, see, God doesn't love me. God's not real. God doesn't want to hear what I have to say. And we'd turn around and walk away and we'd fail in our faith. Why? Because we gave up. We gave up. You understand, just because you have faith for them, that's not going to save them. You can't have faith for them and your faith saves somebody else, but your faith can introduce them and open the door for them to be saved. You say, what are you talking about? If I could be saved for everybody, we wouldn't have any lost people in the world. But I can't. I have to have my individual faith. I have to have my eyes open. I have to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I can't do it for you. And you can't do it for your kids, you can't do it for your co-workers, you can't do it for your friends. But your faith going to the Lord on their behalf can unlock some things that will open up situations that could draw them to the Lord. And so it's very important for us to go to the Lord on their behalf. I wonder if the faith we have on going to the Lord in prayer for somebody else, if they believe based on how much we go to God. I got to thinking about that one day, Brother Ron. I thought, if, if somebody's opportunities to be saved, their opportunities to have that seed planted, are limited to my faith in praying for them, how many opportunities are they going to have? How many opportunities is somebody going to have if it's limited on my faith in praying for them? Because you understand, I believe that God's will for all men is for all men to be saved. He says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's God's will for people. But you know what happens oftentimes? We pray our will, not God's will. 
We pray our will, not God's will. And you say, it's funny because he says, if you ask anything in my name believing, I will give it to you. Let's, uh, let's not mistake what God's talking about. God did not say, if you pray for a Lamborghini, God's going to give it to you. God's not saying that. Here's the thing. When you begin to pray and walk with God, and you begin to get the desires that God has, your will will become God's will. You'll begin to see things the way he sees it. And when you pray God's will, guess what? It unlocks a lot of things. It unlocks a lot of things. And so our faith, it needs to be a vicarious faith. We need to go to the Lord on other people's behalf. I wonder how many people in our city could be saved if Faith Baptist Church would just fall on their knees and say, God, would you open up opportunities for people to be saved? Lord, thou son of David, they're vexed with the devil. They need Jesus as their Savior. And we would go to the Lord. You understand that's a biblical principle. He said, he that sows in tears will reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, will doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. If we will go to the Lord with a broken heart, for the lost. If we would go to the Lord with a desire in our heart to see folks saved and lives changed and to get the devil out of their life, God will begin to unlock opportunities. You say, well, I thought God's desire was to do that. Listen, there's, I'm sure there's people that have enough faith that are praying to ask people to go to heaven, but that doesn't negate my responsibility. You say, what are you talking about? I believe there's people in our country that have faith, that are praying and asking God for people to be saved. But I wonder how many times we've lost faith. Because we went to the Lord, we asked Him, and He didn't answer. He answered us not a word. And I got to thinking about this, how many times in my life I've been guilty of this. How many times in my life I've gone to the Lord and I've asked the Lord something, and it just seemed like, Brother Scott, He didn't answer. He didn't say a word. And I got discouraged. And I said, well, Lord, where are you at? Lord, how come you didn't answer? You say, you're the pastor. You mean you gave up? I'm flesh just like you, folks. Listen, I got discouraged. But the fact is, we need to understand we don't quit just because the first time God didn't answer. Because the teacher is always silent during a test, and they want to see how often your faith is bigger than you. Your faith is bigger than you. It said he answered her not a word. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And look what it says. Then, come, then came she and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the, their master's table. Listen, she didn't come and say, well, Lord, you don't understand. I'm coming to you and you owe this to me. She didn't say that. She said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And when she was asking for help, she wasn't really even asking for herself. She's asking for her daughter, but she was asking for herself because she loves her daughter. But she needed her daughter to get help. And she said, Lord, help me. And he said, listen, it's not meat for me to give bread to dogs. You say, what in the world? Listen, those, those type of people were considered lower in that society. But you know what she said? She said, yeah. You know, basically what it is is she admitted that she was a sinner that needed God's help. She said, oh, yeah, I understand. That's the truth, Lord. She goes, but you know what? I just want a little bit of your glory. 
I just need a little bit of help from you. God, I'm not asking for everything. I'm not asking for the whole loaf of bread, God. I'm asking for the crumbs that fall from your table. I wonder, are you satisfied with the crumbs that come from God? Or are you not satisfied unless you get the whole loaf of bread? See, we've got to be able to have the crumbs and glory in that. She had a visualizing faith, a vicarious faith. She went on other people's behalf. It was a vigorous faith. Guess what? She was very uh, pleading towards the Lord. It was very rigorous in her life. It was a vigorous type faith. This mother's plea was clear and to the point. Oftentimes, I think we try to make excuses uh, for what other people are going through. We try to uh, lay it out there in a, uh, a manner. But you understand, God already knows what's going on in their situation. She said this. She states this case without any reserve. She wasn't reserved about what she was saying to God. She didn't say, well, my child has some uh, difficulties in certain areas and you know, and I think that, you know what, Lord, they're, they're a good person. They just, uh, you know, they just are, are, are troubled or, uh, or they have allergies or whatever it is, you know, that they would say uh, any of those kind of things. They would look at it and say, well, you know, I just, I don't understand. I don't know why they act this way. I'll tell you why they act that way. They're flesh. They're sinners. We're all sinners. And you know what? This girl had a problem. She was vexed with the devil. And this woman did not go to the Lord and say, well, Lord, you know, it's not really bad. It's not as bad as the person down the street. And it's not. No, she said, Lord, I need your help. She said, my daughter is vexed with the devil. The devil is her trouble. She got very specific with the problem. Listen, oftentimes we want to get victory in our situation and we want God to help us. But we get very vague with God. We'll say, well, God, I know I have some issues or I know so-and-so has some problems and, you know, maybe we need to... No, call it out to the Lord. Call it out to Him. You ought to plead with a, a broken heart about it. God, maybe I'm dealing with this type of sin in my life. Listen, I'm, you don't need to confess your sin to everybody else. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You need to go to the Lord, but tell God specifically what the problem is. You need to go to the Lord. Just be Because you know what? Oftentimes when we get vague about it, God sees that we're not sincere about admitting our problem. We're not sincere about admitting our problem. We try to make excuses for it. We try to water it down a little bit. You understand sin is sin in the eyes of God. Sin is sin. We can't water it down. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't paint it and disguise it in a certain way. It's sin in the eyes of God. You can't belittle it in any type of manner you have to go to God and say God I need help and here's what my problem is because you got to be able to identify it God wants you to identify it. she came to the Lord brother Eddie and she didn't say well I really don't know why my daughter acts this way I don't understand what's going on she said God my daughter's vexed with a devil she admitted it she wasn't trying to cover it up or sugarcoat it or paint it to look good she just said God I need your help I need your help. You know what? There's people in our church that need us to call on God. And they need us to be very specific with God. God so-and-so is going through this trial. Maybe we don't know what the trial is, but we know it's big. We just say, God, you know what that big trial is. And God, I'm going to help you. But if you do know what that trial is, call them out to the Lord. Don't tell everybody else in the church about it. Call it out to God. What saddens me in our churches today, Brother Eddie, is we're very good at telling everybody else everybody's problem. 
but we are horrible at going to God about the problem. Everybody in the world knows about what so-and-so situation is, but we've never once talked to him about it. You know what? She was very vigorous in this. She wasn't willing to take no for an answer. She came to this point and said, Lord, I need your help. And she was calling on him until he gave her an answer. She wasn't going to just call and say, well, he didn't answer. I tried. I'll see you later. No, she was very vigorous in this. I believe she was pleading with him. Lord, help me. I don't think there was any kind of, oh, Lord, please help me. Oh, you didn't help me. Okay, I'm done. No, she was begging him for help. She was begging the Lord to help her. You know what? I believe she came with a broken heart. And you know it takes brokenness to see God do some wonderful things. It takes broken soil to produce a crop. It takes broken clouds to give rain. It takes broken grain to give bread. If you think about it, it was Jacob limping away from the Lord before he was changed and God helped him. It was Peter weeping bitterly before he returned to a greater ministry and he preached at Pentecost. You think it takes brokenness for God to use us in such a way and unlock some things in our life. And sometimes those situations take place because God's trying to bring us to the place where we get a faith that wins. We don't quit. It's a visualizing faith. Understand who it is we're talking to. A vicarious faith means we're taking somebody else's place to the Lord. I've been guilty of this in my life, and I know we all have. Is that we see so much of what we want, what we think, and what we feel. And so we go to the Lord, and everything we mention to the Lord is something that has to do with us. But we leave others out. Let me encourage you, start praying for the needs of brothers and sisters in Christ and lost souls and all of those things. And you'll notice how our problems aren't as important to us when we begin to pray for other people. This woman, she went to the Lord on behalf of her daughter. She didn't come with a mindset of, I'm only going to pray one time, and if he doesn't answer, I'm going to throw in the towel and give up. She, she said in verse 22, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep of the house. Uh, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And now you'd think, hey, he'd say, okay, here, let me help you right now. But he said, is it natural for me to give bread to dogs? And she said, truth, Lord, but I just desire the crumbs that fall from your table. She said, God, I don't need everything. I'm not asking for everything to be better. I'm asking for one thing. I'm asking for my daughter right now. God, that's what I'm coming for. I'm not coming for me. I'm not asking you to bless my finances. I'm not asking you to give me favor here and there. I'll, what I'm asking you for, Lord, is for my daughter right now. I just need this, this little bit of help, Lord. Please help me in this way. She said the devil's troubled her. Listen, we're not honest with God most of the time. We try to make excuses for ourselves or for those we pray for. Let me encourage you today, if you're going to get really serious about getting victory, and which is the next part of the faith that she saw and experienced, this faith that wins, as we just got to get real with God and be truthful about the situation. And we just got to call it out to the Lord. 
You know what, if you know somebody that struggles with alcohol and they're a drunk, you don't say, well, Lord, they just got some, uh, a disease, some issues. No, Lord, they, they have a problem with alcohol. Lord, they need your help. Lord, would you please help them? Somebody got cancer. Well, Lord, they're sick. He knows they're sick. What is it? Call it out. Well, Lord, they have cancer. Maybe you know somebody who's just an angry person. You go, Lord, on their behalf. Lord, they just they struggle with anger and they don't know how to control it. And Lord, it's going to destroy their life and they need your help. Maybe you have a problem. And we say, well, Lord, I, I got some issues. Please help me. See, King Saul did that. Once it came out to him, he said, well, I, I've done wrong, but do me no harm. The fact is, we just got to get real with the whole situation that's around us. And we got to get vigorous about this thing. We got to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you now. I need your help now. Lord, I'm struggling in this area and I need your help. Let's call it out to God. Let's call it out to God. She had a visualizing faith, a vicarious faith, a vigorous faith. But then she had a victorious faith. She won over the difficulties. She could have easily become impatient and gave up when the Lord, first off, didn't answer her a word. Then he says, am I going to give bread to dogs? She could have said, fine, I'm done. She said, yeah, Lord, you're right. I'm not worthy of you answering my prayers. I'm not worthy of anything. I, I just want a little bit, Lord. I know I'm not worthy of a whole loaf of bread, Lord. If I could just have some crumbs that fall from your table. See, she was humbling herself before the Lord. And you know, that's what's going to turn our country around. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. We go to the Lord with arrogance in our heart a lot of times rather than humbleness in our hearts. And if we'll just go to the Lord humble, this woman came humbly. That's why she found victory. She said, Lord, I know I'm a dog. I know I'm unworthy of the whole loaf of bread. I'm not even worthy of the crumbs, but I would just be satisfied with the crumbs. Let me ask you this. Are you satisfied with the crumbs? If you say, Lord, I know I'm not worthy of any of these blessings, but Lord, if I could just get a little bit of your grace and a little bit of your mercy and a little bit of your glory. She won. Guess what? We're going to encounter difficulties when we go to the Lord in prayer. I don't know what those difficulties are in everybody's lives. But I know sometimes when I go to the Lord in prayer, you know what begins to happen is Satan begins to bring to mind all the situations that are around me. I get distracted sometimes when I'm praying. Sometimes when I'm praying, you ever experience this? You start praying and you get tired. You get sleepy. And it seems like, man, you can stay awake all night long and watch movies. And you're just like, ah. But you go to the Lord in prayer and all of a sudden it's just... Man, it's like Satan's just hanging on your eyelids, isn't he? You just, oh, man. Or you go to read your Bible and you get through, but he answered, and you're asleep. You understand that's a spiritual warfare. That's a spiritual battle. Sometimes, I'm going to confess to you, I don't pray with my eyes closed. Why? Because I don't want to fall asleep. There's times I'll walk in my office back and forth like this and, and pray. And talk to God. And I'll read a prayer list. And I'll go down through it. Why? Because I don't want to fall asleep. I don't want to get distracted. I don't want to have problems. And and when I'm praying, I have to make ways to overcome these things. And God helps me through it. But sometimes we get impatient and give up. Because God's not answering the way that we want him to answer. When we want him to answer. 
Do you understand that Christianity is not a fast food type Christianity? You don't just say, Lord, I want this, and boom, there it is. This woman came to the Lord with a real problem. Everybody in this room would agree she had an issue that she wanted help with, and that was her daughter. She had a real serious problem. And she could have said, well, Lord, please help me. And then God didn't answer. So she said, fine, I'm, he didn't answer. I'm going to go figure out another way. She said, no, no. Because her visualizing faith, she understood there's nothing else that can help. It's only him. And if I've got to call out to him for the rest of my life on my daughter's behalf, I'm going to. Because that's what it's going to take. And she understood that. She went on behalf of her daughter, this vicarious faith. She had a vigorous faith. She pleaded for him, and she called it out by name. Lord, my daughter is vexed with a devil. But she won over her difficulties. She won over the devil in this situation. You know why? Because the devil's no match for God. And when God shows up, guess what? Satan's got to flee. Satan's got to flee. He says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you you know you can't resist him in the flesh you can only resist him in the spirit that's the only way to resist the devil oh he helped he's he's good at dealing with flesh but he's no match for the spirit and when we begin to walk in the spirit satan has to flee why because he's no match for him she won over the devil the devil's going to put up a fight when we become interested in the lives and the souls of others you begin to try to be a witness, guess what? Satan's going to fight. He's going to fight. You begin to care about the lives of other people and begin to invite them into church and begin to pray for them. Satan's going to fight. Why? Because he doesn't want them to see Jesus. He doesn't want them to experience that. He doesn't want you to get victory. He wants you to be defeated. But she kept going. And you know what Satan will do? He'll do his best to keep us off our knees before the Lord. We have access to the power of God through prayer. We have access to what the Holy Spirit can do if we just go to the Lord in prayer. And she won deliverance for her daughter. Look what it says. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Verse 26, but he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Let me encourage you. If you want to have a faith that wins, don't quit. Don't quit. There's people we're praying for in our church. And they need us to keep going to the Lord in prayer. We need to keep going. Not quit. Not back down. Maybe there's a lost loved one you've been praying for for years and years. And you kind of have just kind of done this and said, well, I guess they're a little bit beyond hope. Listen, if you're not dead, it's not done. And if God hasn't returned or they're not dead, there's still an opportunity for them to be saved. And you need to keep going to the Lord on their behalf and show God that you mean business with him and you go to the Lord not in a half-hearted type effort but in a broken-hearted realizing we're not worthy of anything God gives us but we want just the crumbs that are fall from his table we'll be satisfied with that Lord if you'll just answer that little area or we'll be satisfied with it you'll find out what God will do
He said, great is thy faith. She had a victory in this situation. Why? Because she just didn't quit. She just didn't quit. We don't always understand everything that happens in our life. But let me encourage you this. Don't quit because God has a plan for it all. God knows what you're going through. He knows where you've been. And all he's looking for is for you to come to him. He said, he that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast him out. If you seek the Lord, he says, you'll find him. He says, call upon me, cast all your cares upon me. Why? For he careth for you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He tells us to do all of that. Why? Because he's trying to teach us something. Is don't quit going to your knees and getting alone with God and talking to God about your situation. Maybe it's somebody else that needs help. And you just get on your knees and ask the Lord for help for them. I wonder what we would see God do, Brother Lynn, if we would just not quit praying. I wonder what we'd see God do if we would just really go to the Lord, not in a half-hearted little prayer, but with a broken-hearted prayer, a humble prayer before the Lord, realizing we're nothing, and going to God and saying, God, I need your help. God, I need your help. And you'll be able to see some victory that takes place in your life. Because God promises that if we begin to seek Him and long after Him, we'll begin to pray His will. When we begin to pray His will, we'll begin to see a lot of answered prayers. Listen, this lady got a faith that wins because she just wasn't willing to quit. She visualized who it was that she was talking to. She understood, listen, there's nobody I can deal with. This isn't just any man that I'm going to. This is the Lord. She understood. When you go to prayer... You understand you're not praying to a dead God. You're not praying to a statue. You're praying to the creator of all the world. The one who conquered death, hell, and the grave and gave you life everlasting when you received him as your Savior. That's who you're going to. Guess what? His hand is not shortened that he cannot save. And he's not limited on what he can do. No storm, no trial is too big for God to handle. The problem is we quit a little too soon. Let's not quit. Let's get today just a renewed spirit today and just say, God, I'm not going to quit. When the Apostle Paul, he could have quit several times. But he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I wonder, are you going to keep the faith? Faith Baptist Church, visitors of Faith Baptist Church, all of you that are here, listen, Keep the faith. Don't quit. Oh, it's not always going to be easy. But this woman proved that if you just keep going to God, you'll keep going to God, you'll keep going to God, you're going to see victories. You're going to see victories. Maybe you're here today and you're not even saved. Satan wants to blind you to the fact that you need a Savior. You need a Savior. And the only way you can go to heaven is through Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. With our heads bowed.